Good morning, all listeners. It is Sunday, September 11th, 2022. It is 7.55 a.m. Pacific Time, and this is episode 178 of Ball Talk with Boogie and the Baron. Ah, Boogie! And I am the Baron. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the first Sunday and NFL football, baby. Woohoo! Let's go, baby! Games kick off in about two hours and ten minutes. We wanted to get on the road early here, so we have a 7.55 a.m. start to episode 178. Boogie, we have 15 professional football games to go over today, and I cannot wait. Man, Sunday Fun Day is finally back. It's been a long last six, seven months. We are ready to go. I can't wait. I'm so excited. Got my games going. Got my picks ready to go, my friend. And we are set. Capped all night last night and re-looked at it this morning and finalized everything about an hour ago. So... We will go over every NFL game today. Make sure you know when it's happening, what station it's happening on, and what numbers to get. The return of drink bets has arrived. (laughs) I'm sure we'll have a couple of those. Uh, We will also go over the college football slate yesterday. Um, Had a pretty decent day, so we'll go through that. Uh, But first... Just wanted to touch on baseball real quick, Boogie, as we promised our listeners we would continue to update them uh, with the playoff picture on a daily basis. And your Yankees got off the schneid with a 10-3 victory of the Rays. The bats finally got going against Corey Kluber. Yeah, Corey Corey Kluber, there must have been something wrong with this cat because Yankees got him for six runs in the first inning uh, to be able to win 10-3 over the Rays. To uh, be able to pump up that lead down from three and a half, back up to four and a half now after blowing a huge, huge lead in the standings. Uh, Looks like they're going to have to fight this team to the rest of September. 100%, my man, 100%. That victory for the Yankees actually pushed them to a four and a half game lead on the Rays and a five game lead on the Blue Jays. you take a look at some other games that mattered. Uh, White Sox took care of business against the A's in a 10-2 victory, so they keep rolling along in that central division. Um, the Phillies, another another team in that wild card chase, defeating the Nationals. Uh, Bryce Harper hit a home run yesterday. Yeah, Bryce is back. So, man, watch out for the Phillies in the playoffs. Telling you. Yesterday was a day where all these playoff hopeful teams beat up on bad teams. The Mets beat the Marlins. The Blue Jays beat the Rangers. How about the Astros slipping up and Trout homers for the sixth game in a row? The Angels actually upset the Astros. That shouldn't affect them very much, though, as they are running away with the number one seed in the American League. Yeah, a little bit of a stumbling block, but no big deal. No big deal. They'll bounce back today, I'm sure. The Brewers with a 5-1 win over the Reds. Huge win for the Brewers to continue their playoff push. A big AL Central battle as the Guardians beat the Twins, extending their lead now in that division over the Twins by three games. Yeah, impressive uh, because this is the games that are going to matter most uh, with these head-to-heads. It's coming down to the the last team that wants to win. Let's go. Let's go. And Pujols tied A-Rod yesterday with a 696 home run. 
He is tied for fourth all time as the Cardinals beat my Pirates seven to five. Shocker. <laughs> <laughs> 51 and 87. Uh, Dodgers beat the Padres 8 4. They continue to have their number and a great series in Seattle. Braves, Mariners, a Mariners, a 3 1 victory. Seattle looking all the part of a team that can make a run in October. Yeah, that's a nice interleague win for the Mariners as they control <coughs> their own destiny. Mm-hmm. As the Braves actually uh, fighting with the Mets to be a, a uh, National League East uh, champ. So we'll see what happens there. So just real quickly, you still got the Astros as the one and the Yankees as the two. Guardians have a game and a half lead on the White Sox in the Central and three and a half on the Twins. They will be the three right now. Um, same three teams as always, sounding like a broken record. Rays, Blue Jays, Mariners in that order are four, five, six, the wild card spots in the American League. And they are starting to separate themselves. The Orioles are now five back. The White Sox are six and a half, and the Twins are eight and a half. It's going to be a fight to the end. Uh, we're looking forward to seeing this, uh, how this shapes up. And, of course, uh, we will be giving you the updates on the daily. All day. Three more weeks left in the season, and we the Baltimore's fading away, so they need to get it going for sure. The Mets retook the division lead in the East. They now have a half-game lead on the Braves. Uh, they beat the Marlins yesterday, and the Braves lost to the Mariners, so the Mets overtake the Braves. They gave up that division lead for one day, and they got it back today. Um, Dodgers are the one, Mets are the two. The Cardinals now hold a eight-game lead, and I have some sad news as my Pittsburgh Pirates now have an E Ooh, next to their The name. E is back. Pirates mathematically eliminated from the playoffs, the third team in Major League Baseball to be mathematically eliminated. Too bad, so sad. Mm. Now, wild card chase in the National League. You got the Braves, easy the four. Uh, Phillies are the five, and the Padres are the six. And then you have the Brewers right there who won yesterday, three games back. So, seven spots, six spots for seven teams in the National League. Very tight. Yeah, it's going to be like this. Uh, it looks like the teams that are fighting are uh, going to be the ones that are really going to be focused on. But mm-hmm. the teams that are not are going to be starting to fade away a little bit, like the yes. Giants that I know you had hope for oh, yeah, to done. fight. They're done. They're done. Uh, we're looking at the Red Sox. They're done. Yep. Uh, it's going to be these top teams that are fighting each other off. Uh-huh. The Mets series, this is an important series for the Mets. They need to be able to beat the Marlins as they are very beatable. Yes, they uh, are. Whereas the Braves could struggle with playing with the Mariners. Yes, that is actually uh, the, a 1 o'clock game today, Mariners and uh Braves, a very good game, actually. Um, just a little look ahead, some series starting on Monday that have some playoff implications. The Guardians host the Angels, so they're trying to beat up on the Angels and continue their AL Central lead. It, every game counts for these AL Central hopefuls. AL Central, man. This is going to come down to the last weekend, uh, first weekend in October. It is. Last weekend in September. These guys are, uh, they're, they're just keep fighting. So the AL Central, again, it's a three-horse race. Astros looking to clinch the one seed this week. They open up with a series in Detroit, so they should be able to take care of business down there against the lowly Tigers. Then we have a Rays-Blue Jays series, a huge series for the uh, NL Wild Card, you know, for hosting purposes. You know, you get that four seed, you get to host the five. This could be a preview of the Wild Card round, actually, as the Rays and Blue Jays, two of those powerhouse AL East teams, square off. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see because if the Yankees uh, can keep winning, 
One of those two teams between the Rays and the Jays will be further away from the Yankees, which is what... Uh, the Rays and the Jays! The Rays and the Jays. There's fans in the stands, the Rays and the Jays! <laughs> and that's uh, what Yankee hopefuls are, uh, yes. are waiting for. We will update you guys on the playoff picture as time permits, and we will now dive into college football yesterday. Boogie, what an amazing Saturday in college football. So much drama, so many overtime games. Um... Before we dive into our picks and how we did, I just want to you know highlight kind of how the top 25 may look next week. How about that scare that Alabama had first thing in the morning at Texas, man? A 20-19 victory, squeaking out a win down in Austin yesterday. Yeah, Nick Saban had his boys uh, a little bit, uh, I think... Uh Flabbergasted as to Very how much so. Texas's defense really just stepped up, and it was a shame that they did lose that game because Texas honestly should have won. Uh, <coughs> Alabama was shut down for most of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, Bryce Young, Heisman, Hope will be able to be able to take care of business at the end. Uh, they just were a little bit too much, but it was back and forth, field goals and 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 all. Yeah, man. A uh, couple of a couple of deciding factors at the end of the game, but Alabama pulls it off, twenty to nineteen. They wind up winning. It was crazy, man. Texas kicked that field goal to go up nineteen seventeen, and then they they had the ball. They had a chance to get a first down and seal the game. And Will Anderson came off the edge, sacked them to make them settle for a field goal. And um, Alabama with a minute and a half left, Bryce Young. Being the the leader that he is, drives him down the field. He had a key run on a blitz where he shook off a defender and ran 25 yards to get in the field goal range. Their senior kicker knocks in the field goal, and the rest is history. A 20 to 19 win. Alabama with the victory will be. It'll be interesting to see if they get jumped by Georgia. I don't know if they will. Georgia dominant again. 33 nothing win over Samford in Athens. Georgia now has a 49-3 win and a 33-0 win. Georgia, through two games, averaging only one and a half points a game allowed on defense. I mean, here's the thing about Georgia, too. Yes, they crushed Oregon last week, but they played a cupcake in Sanford. So, I mean, I don't know if you really can give them points. It's Uh, hard. I think Texas is going to be a lot better than people think. And to have Alabama win on the road in some controversy... Uh, of you know Texas lost their their quarterback Quinn Ewers uh, to injury during the game. Yeah, but that was impressive. That crowd was rout- ruckus and rowdy. And it was it was the craziest to, crowd. And uh, you know, Will Anderson, the senior linebacker, was saying that was the craziest atmosphere he's ever played in. So yeah, I mean that's to go down to Texas, which is what Texas wanted. I mean this is where Texas and Oklahoma are going to be going to the SEC and. Maybe uh, two years at the least, no more than three. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're looking at a, a Texas team that this is going to be the play. They're going to be playing Alabama all the time uh, yeah. in the near future. Yep, but, year in and year out. But to be able to have Georgia skip them and jump them, I don't know. I think it's more of an impressive win for Alabama. Yeah, that's how it is in college football. You just got got to survive on the road, and Alabama did. So, yeah, I agree. Alabama will remain at one. Georgia will remain at two. Ohio State will remain at three. Their offense got back on track with a 45-12 win over Arkansas State. C.J. Stroud looked great. He did. He was impressive. Uh, Again, Arkansas State, not really uh, much of a a great team, but Ohio State did. Not at all, but was able to to come through and not struggle with them after playing uh, a Notre Dame team. Yes, uh, who we'll talk about in a second. (laughs) Wow. 
Yeah. We'll talk about them in just one second. Marvin Harrison Jr. for Ohio State, 184 through the air and three touchdowns. Their top two receivers were out, and Marvin Harrison Jr. steps up to the plate. C.J. Stroud, 351 and four TDs. Ohio State wins easily. Same deal with Michigan. Michigan had a 42-0 lead at halftime over Hawaii. Shout out to J.J. McCarthy, who secured the QB1 for Michigan yesterday. 11 of 12, 229 and three TDs. You know, that one incompletion, it was a drop pass. So McCarthy cements himself. He passes Cade McNamara, who was the starter last year. J.J. McCarthy will now be the starting quarterback next week against UConn. Easy win for Michigan, though, 56-10. to Yeah. Hawaii doesn't look like much of a team this year, and it looks like we are going to be playing against them a lot. We're going to be fading them every week, it seems like. You have a Clemson team who moves to 2-0, the number 5 team in the country. Easy cupcake game against Furman to get your kind of reps in. A 35-12 win, so Dabo Sweeney's crew off to a 2-0 start too this year. Good job, Clemson. Obviously, uh, not much playing against Furman, but uh, to be able to separate the score there, yeah, no struggles here. Oklahoma will move up to number six next week as they defeated Kent State 33-3. That defense under Brent Venables, they picked him up, the defensive coordinator from Clemson. They have a little diff- a little different identity this year as Oklahoma can play some defense now. They really can. And uh, Kent State actually was talked about a lot this week going into the game because they had a really great high-powered offense, uh, even though it's Kent State. We're thinking about our basketball school. Yeah. Uh, however, Oklahoma was able to take care of business and shut them down all day long. 33-3, Oklahoma will move to 6 because the number 6 team in the country got upset yesterday. Texas A&M lost to Appalachian State. Appalachian State goes on the road and beats Texas A&M. The biggest win in school history and... We, we think back to 07 when they beat Michigan. Right. A, A&M was ranked higher than Michigan. Yes, they were. So what a win by App State. Going on the road after losing that heartbreaker to North Carolina, they come back and they beat Texas A&M yesterday. That's exactly what I was going to bring up in that heartbreaker to North Carolina where they scored over 60 points to lose to North Carolina, uh, to be able to come back on the road A&M, who beat Alabama last year, uh, I'm very, very impressed with Appalachian State so far, even though they are 1-1, this team is going to be playing very well in in their own conference. Yes, A&M will drop now, and another team that will drop is this Notre Dame team, man, starting 0-2 this year. Marshall went on the road yesterday and beat Notre Dame 26-21, and Boogie, that was one of your winners, you had under 50, and it's funny. It still covered the under 50, even though they scored 28 combined points in the fourth. Marshall, a 20-point underdog, upsets Notre Dame 26-21 to knock the Irish. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with Notre Dame, but uh, Marcus Freeman better figure it out real quick. Yes. He started his uh, head coaching career for Notre Dame, uh, taking over in the bowl game last year, losing in the bowl game, now 0-2 this year. He starts out his career as the head coach, the first coach to be 0-3 for Notre Dame to start his career. Unbelievable. He needs to turn it around. We'll see if Notre Dame can turn their year around. A notable team last year that started 0-2 was Utah, and they made a run to the Rose Bowl. So there's still time for Notre Dame to go on a little bit of a winning streak, but a bad loss yesterday to Marshall, who moves to 2-0. So I'm excited to see if... uh, Marshall cracks his top 25 with that road win or not. 
App State, a huge road win yesterday. So the number six and number eight teams drop. The number nine team also lost yesterday. Baylor, a double overtime classic last night at BYU up in Provo. BYU was out there without their top two receivers, and they took care of business, beating Baylor twenty six to twenty in double overtime. I mean these these schools with these overtimes. It's just uh, that much competition so far this year. Yep. BYU very impressed uh, with their win over Baylor. Yep. Uh, Baylor was talking about a uh, a win would get them inside the top five most likely, uh-huh. uh, or or right there with them. Yep. Uh, so to be able to win against Baylor, this is a very impressive win for BYU. Now that Baylor, the Baylor Notre Dame N A N M loss really helped out USC, who looked very impressive yet again. Lincoln Riley's club 2-0 now. Caleb Williams shines 341 and four touchdown passes. And USC defeats Stanford on the road 41-28. So based off of what we're seeing here, it looks like USC should move up to about number seven in the country now. Yeah, I've been shouting out USC for the last few weeks. Uh, it was very exciting to see Lincoln Riley be able to take this USC team uh, for a West Coast uh, college football we've got SC uh, as a long time they have not been able to be able to get into the top 10 yeah. top 5 team uh, you know we had the, the Reggie Bush era yeah. uh, we're looking at a, a USC, USC team that with Caleb Williams out there I think we're going to see a, a very good playoff team yeah. come the end of this season. They're the class of the Pac-12 so far through two weeks. They should move up into the top ten. Oklahoma State's another team who will move up into the top ten. They took care of business yesterday, a 34-17 victory. Spencer Sanders played very well. He led the way, and Oklahoma State moves to 2-0, and the Pokes will now get into the top ten for next week, too. Good job, Oklahoma State, battling, of course, uh, for this this uh, conference that they're in against Oklahoma, uh, obviously Texas, uh, but they won't be playing with them too much longer. So to no. be able to, to come out, I think it's going to be a big rivalry this year. Yep. Look out for Oklahoma State. That Okie State-Oklahoma game looking like it could be a top 10 matchup whenever they play later down the line. The Florida Gators' um, superiority was short-lived as they fell to Kentucky 26-16, to a great defensive performance a lot of people are saying this is Mark Stoops' best Kentucky team that he's had since he's been there. And they went into the swamp yesterday and beat Florida 26-16. to So, can Florida, who's 12, will drop. Kentucky, who's 20, will move up. Yeah, I think Anthony Richardson came back to earth a little bit as the quarterback for Florida. He really did. Uh, I was completely wrong on this game. Even Kentucky losing their star running back uh, was able to take care of business. Uh, this is a very big win, I think, for Kentucky. And uh, to lose out the Swamp, Florida, that's not a very good look. Not at all. So we'll see where Florida drops and we'll see where Kentucky ends up. The biggest blowout yesterday was Utah. Man, what a, what a bounce back from the Florida loss. A 73-7 victory over Southern Utah. Cupcake game, but big win for Utah. So they get back into the win column. Them being ranked 13 combined with these losses, they may be able to move up a little bit too. Yeah, they're going to be also playing in the Pac-12 where uh, they will have to go against that USC team. So it's going to be interesting to see after yeah. losing last week to Florida how the rest of this season can shape up for Utah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are interested in seeing that happen. Well, I can't wait for them to play SC, which will be a good game. Um, 
Numbers 14, 15, and 16 all won handily. Michigan State, a 52-0 win over Akron to get to 2-0. Miami beat Southern Miss 30-7 to get to 2-0. And Arkansas, an impressive SEC conference win against Spencer Rattler in South Carolina, a 44-30 victory. The Hogs now 2-0. Yeah, Miami-Michigan State playing cupcakes, in my opinion. Uh, so they did win handily. Obviously, uh, very good game with Arkansas and South Carolina. Arkansas yeah. coming out with the victory by 14. Uh, looking forward to seeing what they can do for the rest of the season in that SEC. Yeah, one of the better SEC teams. I wouldn't be surprised if Arkansas actually jumps Miami and Michigan State, being that they beat a conference opponent and the other two teams ahead of them beat up on cupcakes. A classic at, it's not called Heinz Field anymore, it's no. called a Krischer Stadium. What? Ten a Krischer. A Krischer. A Krischer, right? It's like an insurance company. I can't wait for drunk Yenzers to scream that at Steeler games this year. <laughs> Tennessee beats Pittsburgh 34-27 in overtime. We pushed on that game. Pittsburgh plus seven. Disappointing for us because Keaton Slovis actually got hurt during the game and went into concussion protocols. And they actually had a touchdown throw in regulation to take it to overtime by their backup. But Tennessee in overtime gets the win, 34-17, to get the 2-0. First time that Tennessee's ever beaten Pittsburgh in the history of these two teams playing. Uh, yeah, that was a little bit of a disappointment because I even called out Pittsburgh to win outright. Without Slovis, uh, they struggled, came back to win the uh, the fourth quarter to be able to tie that game to go into overtime. Unfortunately, they could not pull it off. Mm -hmm. Tennessee, nice win there. 2-0, Tennessee will move up the rankings. Pitt will shift down. NC State, a 55-3 win over Charleston Southern to get to 2-0. They will move up. Shocking win yesterday. A Pac-12 finally shines. Washington State now 2-0, upsetting Wisconsin, 17-14. Bad loss for Wisconsin up there. Uh, we got uh, cheeseheads all around crying right now. Washington State, though, the Cougars 2-0. Uh, that is a nice win for their conference because they uh, they are, do not play very well for most of the, the, the bottom part of that league. Yeah, big win for them to go on the road and beat Wisconsin. Wisconsin's offensive struggles well documented, and it's still carrying over. They just, they're in a ineffectiveness on offense hurts them again and Washington State gets the upset win on the road. Two blowout wins for the 22nd and 23rd ranked teams in the country as Ole Miss beat Central Arkansas 59-3 and Wake Forest gets the return of Sam Hartman who had 300 yards and four touchdowns and Wake Forest beats Vanderbilt on the road 45-25 so both of those schools looking to move up because they are both 2-0. Yeah watch Sam Hartman he's going to play all well very very good uh Quarterback, and he's going to be a shining in the NFL in the next uh, couple years. So yes. watch out for him. Could be a, an ACC uh, championship hopeful. Uh, can't wait to see them play Clemson in the ACC this year. And then we end it with our middle of the year boogie: yeah. Houston and Texas Tech. I had Houston plus four. Boogie had Texas Tech money line, and we get a Texas Tech. 33-30, to 30, double overtime victory, and both of us cash our ticket. What a great game that was. That was fun to watch. Really was. It was a great way to wrap everything up. Yesterday's stats, we had a couple pushes each. We both went 3-2 and two with two pushes. So combined as a team, 6-4 and four with four pushes. So if you followed Boogie and the Baron yesterday as a team... We hit 60%, which is exactly what our goal was. So good job yesterday, Boogs. Thank you, my friend. Good job to you. 60% yesterday, and oh, man, do we look to up that percentage up today, baby. Hell yeah. Woo! Let's go. We are 23 and a half minutes in, and I have been waiting, it seems like, forever for this day. 
15 games to go over, Boogs. The NFL is back. We have week one. We got some analysis. We're going to have some drink bets, maybe some arguments. It'll get, it'll get, it won't get physically abusive in here, though. We're not going to, we're not going to, you know, we're not going to beat each other up too badly. But man, what an awesome day today is, Boog. And it starts with nine games at 10 a.m. Get that NFL red zone package, everybody. Hell yeah, I'm ready to roll, my friend. We start this slate with. A 10 a.m. game on Fox. The first of nine 10 o'clock games. 10 a.m. on Fox. An NFC South battle. Interesting matchup here, Boogie, as the New Orleans Saints open the season at the Atlanta Falcons. Saints are beginning a Dennis Allen air against the rebuilding Falcons. You know, you're going to have Jameis, you're going to have Kamara, Michael Thomas is questionable. On the Falcon side, it's a new era for them. Marcus Mariota revamping his career as a starting quarterback over there for Atlanta. Desmond Ritter, the talented rookie, serving as his backup. They got Cordell Patterson over there. Atlanta is rebuilding this year, and the Saints are looking to uh, looking to start the season strong. This should be a pretty good game, I think. You think so? I do. I mean, the Saints have won seven of the last ten meetings. Wow. Um, they won last year at Atlanta uh, by ten. No Matt Ryan for Atlanta anymore as he is now in Indianapolis. Jameis Winston, as long as he stays healthy, should be able to take care of business with that offense. Uh, Michael Thomas, questionable, but you got Chris Olave, the great rookie wide receiver from Ohio State, he now have, starting. Olave should have a great year. Watch before. out for him. Uh, we're looking at this. Yeah, you know what? You got Mariota starting his career off, but my fact of the matter is is that the Falcons team is probably going to be in a big-time rebuild again. Give me the Saints today. Right. Minus five points. Uh, 4-0 the last four meetings in Atlanta. And give me all the facts. 4-1 against the spread in their last five games uh, against, against the spread. Minus five at Atlanta, New Orleans Saints winning for Boogie. I got plus six last night on this. Atlanta Falcons plus six for me. And we start off with a drink bet. Drink bet, baby. Drink bet number one. Our one drink bet yesterday, we both bought drinks because we won. We We had a middle. That's right. So the way that we do it here, since I got six and Boogie got five, as long as one of us gets a push, we don't owe a drink. So if New Orleans wins handily, then Boogie gets it. If Atlanta covers handily, I get it. And we start episode 178 slate off with a drink bet. Boogie on the Saints, Baron on the Falcons. Game number two. I'm trying not to peek at your sheet because I get really excited whenever we agree. Peek at my sheet. The Trey Lance air begins in San Francisco, Boogie, as the San Francisco 49ers travel to Chicago to take on the Bears. You got Trey Lance. Debo finally signed a contract. Nick Bosa off the edge. San Francisco's got that really good pass rush. Chicago, a team like the Falcons, they're in re- kind of in rebuilding mode. Fields, second year, trying to make something happen. You got Mooney over there, David Montgomery. We'll see how the Bears' season goes. 49ers, though, made a big decision in the offseason to, um, to start Trey Lance. They brought back Jimmy G as a backup who led them to the Super Bowl, who led them to the championship game in the NFC last year. Not enough for a San Francisco organization. And John Lynch, who is standing behind Trey Lance, that is the biggest question mark for me in not just this game, but in the whole season. How is Trey Lance going to do? Look, 
Trey Lance era begins today, but you know what? The rest of this 49er team has not really changed. You got a banged up Kittle, of course, but other than that, man, you just like you said, you I mean this this team has not changed much. The better defense though, the 49ers have offense will shine. Uh, Niners on grass. Their last seven are five and zero uh, against the spread. Of the last five games on grass. They're eight and one in their last. I'm sorry, six and one. In their last seven games. Sorry about that. And of course, we got this Bears team with Justin Fields. This kid just. He just doesn't have enough weapons. Can't and, trust him. And I cannot trust him. I'm not taking a Bears team. I mean, if anything, I'd look for the under more than the Bears. Yeah. Give me a side. Give me the 49ers. They'll take care of business. Niners minus six, as we agree on that, my friend. San Francisco 49ers minus six on the road at Chicago. Touchdown winner, even without George Kittle, who is out today due to an injury. And it is to no surprise that Boogie starts the NFL season with two road favorites. <laughs> I could not have predicted that if I had to. Now we move on to a game I can't wait. I got my Steeler jersey on today, Boogie. You're looking right at me. My James Harrison, my throwback. I'll never forget that 99-yard fumble return for a touchdown in the Super Bowl. And man, am I living in the past. The Steelers have not won the Super Bowl since... I think we're going to have a good year this year. I think we're going to be a little bit better than people think. We are traveling to Cincinnati to take on the defending AFC champions. Joe Burrow has never lost to the Steelers. Last year, Lit him he, up. they outscored us like 63-13. to 13, Two blowout wins for the Bengals last year against my Steelers. But we have a little bit of a different look this year. Trubisky, a quarterback, a little more mobile. He's got the weapons with Najee and Claypool and George Pickens and Deontay Johnson and Friermuth. We solidified that defense. We picked up Miles Jack. Uh, we got him at, him at backer. Obviously, you have TJ and Cameron Hayward and Minka Fitzpatrick. Devin Bush looking to have a revamped year. Picked up a couple DBs. Cincinnati, though, Boogs, absolutely loaded. Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase. That combo is seeming like it's going to be lethal. A huge AFC North matchup here, Boogie, 10 o'clock on CBS, and the Bengals are a seven-point home favorite against my Steelers. You know, I know that uh, preseason sometimes they don't show a lot, but I saw a lot in this Steelers team. And I see the Steelers team being a lot better, like you said, than what people might think after seeing uh, Ben on his way out last year. I appreciate that, Yes, I appreciate so, that. So, for that to be said... I'm going with your Pittsburgh Steelers today. Let's go, baby. I think that they actually have a shot. I don't know how big of a shot, but I think they got a shot for an outright win. Yes. But we are going to take the points today. Seven. Trubisky. Hey, Joe Burrow coming off a of surgery on a hernia. We don't know how he's going to be. And if, he, if he's got these monsters uh, yeah. playing it on the, on the outside to be able to get rid of, rid of the ball faster, I don't know. But all I know is this Pittsburgh team – Along Mike Tomlin has got some pride. And after last year getting blown out by this Bengal team that went to the Super Bowl, man, I think the Steelers are ready for them today. I cannot wait for this game, Boogie. I love the plus seven with the Steelers. Like I said, I think that we have the opportunity to potentially go on the road and win this game. And you know our rule. If you think we can win, take the points. A seven-point dog for my Steelers. Keep an eye on Trubisky today. A lot of the plays that I saw, I saw a handful of plays in the preseason where blitzes come out hard and 
Big Ben the last handful of years was kind of a sitting duck back there. Yeah. Trubisky can move, mm-hmm. and he's a big guy. Yeah. I'm really excited about Trubisky. I know a lot of my Steeler fans back home are not so excited, but I think he's going to be just fine. People forget this guy was the number two pick in the draft. Unfortunate situation in Chicago. Now he comes to a winning, good organization like the Steelers, man. I mean, the other thing is, is that exactly what you said. Trubisky played with an organization like the Bears that just cannot win. I haven't seen them win in years. Uh, Devin Hester in the Super Bowl was the last time. And, and of course, they mainly are defense. And Trubisky was not able to get the weapons over there Mm -hmm. that he probably deserved. Mm -hmm. And... You got a coach like Mike Tomlin being able to to coach this guy. Mm-hmm. I think that he'll have a winning ways with this. So, hey, he was also just named the captain. Yes, he was. of the Steelers. Yes, he was. So, I know more about your team than you do. Yeah, well, no, he he was. I I knew that. You know, it's him and TJ Cam Hayward, Miles Killebrew. So yeah, plus seven Steelers. We Let's agree. Back to back picks. I have a weird feeling that we're not going to agree on this game, but we'll uh, see. No. The Philadelphia Eagles versus the Detroit Lions. So, the uh, Lions were on hard knocks this year. Um, they have a head coach who actually used to play for the Lions. And they open up their season at Ford Field against the Eagles team who is projected to actually win the NFC East. Uh, right now, the favorite, edging out the Cowboys as the favorite. Um, a year ago, the Eagles were a playoff team, and they beat Detroit 44-6 to last year. They come back for a rematch this year, and the Eagles obviously have Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith and a trio of running backs. Pretty lethal offensive scheme here. Um, Five-and-a-half point favorite, though, on the road, Boogie. Are you going another road favorite to, uh, this morning? I'm taking the Eagles today. I am going road favorite. Jalen Hurts destroyed the Lions last year. Philadelphia, I think, is going to be very competitive in the NFC East. I don't know if they can take over the Cowboys. The Cowboys have a couple of uh, issues going on with them, with the offense and the wide receivers on the outside being hurt a little bit early. But I think the Eagles will be very, very competitive in that division. However, talking about the Detroit Lions, I need to see the Lions roar before backing them. So give me the Eagles. Until they can prove me wrong, I'm taking the Eagles. Right. I'll lay the five. What do you got them at? Five, five and a half? Yeah, you got five and I got six. Okay, I'm taking them at five. Give me the Eagles laying the five points on the road against the Lions. Eagles minus five and Lions plus six. Drink bet number two of this pod. I'm going with another dog. And it should be to no surprise that four games in, Boogie has three favorites and I have three dogs. It's... People listening, people probably won't even listen anymore because they already know what we're going to do. But hey, we agree on the Steelers and we agree on the Niners. So take two. I'll take two so far. I think it's just going to get better too. We have the Dolphins and the Patriots next. So Dolphins Patriots opening up a huge opening game down in Miami. It's going to be hot down there, Boogie. I mean, you're looking at 93 degrees and humid at kickoff. That's going to be tough. Uh, Bill Belichick. Leading his Patriots team down to Miami. Seems like a really cheap line, though, in my opinion. Miami minus three. Um, that seems a little cheap for how bad the Patriots are projected to be and how good the Dolphins are projected to be. You know, you have Tua 
coming back for his second full season as a starter. They picked up Tyree Kill in the offseason. Jalen Waddles out there as well. They have the fastest receiving core in all football. Mike Jacecki is a great tight end. Their defense should be good. Patriots still trying to figure out who's going to call the plays. They hired two defensive coordinators to call the plays for them. And That's a head scratcher. Yeah, Mac Jones out there. They don't have that many playmakers. It's a weird, it's a weird game on CBS this morning. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna just have to uh Fade Bill Belichick this year because uh, this this Patriots team is not the, the same without Tom Brady, and we've seen that. Mac Jones, uh, as as well as he played last year, uh, taking over for Brady, he just could not get it done as a rookie. Obviously, you know there was a lot on his shoulders, but I don't think really Belichick did anything to be able to help this kid out too right. much. And uh, you know, honestly, there's still that debate out. I don't know how much more of a debate there is without Brady, how Belichick does. Um, I got to go with the Dolphins. With the add-ons that they did, the Dolphins went ahead. Uh, they got Waddle on their team. We got Tyreek the Freak now on the outside with Tua. And uh, I think this is going to be a game where the Miami Dolphins, uh, who swept the Patriots last year, will be able to take care of business again this year. Short line for me. Give me the Dolphins at home. Dolphins minus three. Um, I'm going New England plus four. The line is three and a half. So Boogie will get minus three and I'll get plus four. For drink bet number three, I I just think the line's cheap. I don't understand why the Dolphins aren't more of a touchdown favorite. It seems weird. Don't be surprised, though, if the Dolphins win this game by a field goal. Um, had some reports that some sharp betters were on each side. So I could see this being a situation where Miami wins the game by a field goal and the money line cashes and the Patriots cover the spread. So keep an eye out for that. Ravens and the Jets, there's really only one way to go. And I was informed last night that this is the squarest bet on the board. But you can't really go any other way. Um, the Ravens at the Jets, Joe Flacco facing his old team, Zach Wilson's out with injury. Um, the Ravens and the Lamar Jackson situation, they were unable to come to an agreement for his contract. So he's playing on his $23 million fifth year player option. So, um, Lamar is pausing contract talks till after the season. He has something to prove. He wants to secure the bag and he wants a hundred percent fully guaranteed contract. There's only one way to go here, Boogie. There's no way I could take the Jets with a backup quarterback against a Ravens team that's absolutely loaded. Uh, it's a six-and-a-half-point line, so I will take Baltimore minus six. Yeah, I'm going with Baltimore myself here. Joe Flacco playing against his former team that took to the Super Bowl. And uh, obviously with this Jets team, though, they are uh, still not a very good team. Uh, give me Baltimore. I got to look for Lamar Jackson to to have a little bit of a fire in him to be able to get himself uh, paid. And I think there's going to be a little bit of a, a uh, honestly, let's just call it what it is. Yeah. I mean, this this is what this is what it's going to be all about. This guy wants his money, and I think that he's out there to prove it. Yep, so Baltimore minus six. I also have Baltimore as my survivor pull pick for this week to defeat the Jets. I really hope this doesn't burn because this is – like I said before, this is the squarest pick on the board. Square better. But I can't, there's no way I can't back the Jets right now. I got to take the Ravens to go on the road and whoop them because the Jets have always been bottom feeders and they don't even have a starting quarterback. Joe Flacco is a veteran. He might be able to, you know, hang around for a while, but 
I look for Lamar Jackson, who's also my fantasy quarterback, to have a lights out type of game here today. Well, good luck. Yeah, thank you. 10 a.m. on Fox, Jacksonville and the Washington Commanders. The first year with the new name, we went from the Redskins to the football team, and now they're the Commanders. Washington Commanders hosting the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jaguars, Doug Peterson's our new head coach, uh, Super Bowl winning head coach. We're seeing if they can turn this thing around with uh, Trevor Lawrence in year two. Travis Etienne, his running mate from Clemson, finally healthy. He was injured his rookie year, gets hit, gets him back. Washington comes in under Ron Rivera, decent defensive team. Uh, however, they picked up a new quarterback as well in Carson Wentz. Chase Young will not play in this game for the Washington Commanders. Their defensive line and their pass rush has been the focal point of this team for a while. And we're going to see if Carson Wentz can make things happen. A lot of people were uh, a trendy Jaguars pick. Is this line is minus three? Yeah, line actually has gone up to three now. Uh, it was down to two, two and a half yesterday. It's up to three. Uh, but Jacksonville, man, what a clown show last year with that Urban Meyer guy. I don't even like saying his name, but uh, what a what a soap opera last year. It really was. But Doug Peterson gets this team to play. Doug Peterson puts class with this team. Uh, he is going to have you know. There's a lot, a lot of. There's a lot of scars on this team from last year. So he's got some stuff to take care of. It's a shame uh, that Trevor Lawrence had to go through that last year. Travis Etienne with a horrible injury last year. But I think this Jacksonville team is going to be much better than last year. Mm -hmm. Washington is without Chase Young. Washington is also without a couple other defenders. You got Carson Wentz, the protege from the Doug Peterson era in Philadelphia as the quarterback for the Washington Commanders. I am going to take a stab here. I think Jacksonville can win this game outright. Give me Jacksonville Jaguars plus three points to win the game. Drink bet number four, my friend. I'm not going to lay the three points, though, so we do have a chance to both win this game. I capped this game last night. I think Carson Wentz, being the veteran that he is, can get a win behind a pretty good defense. And I'm going to take the Washington Commanders at home to win their home opener against Jacksonville. The money line, everybody, is minus $1.50. So I'm taking the Commanders at minus $1.50 to beat the Jaguars for drink bet number four of this morning. Browns and the Panthers is next. A long-awaited soap opera type of game. Man, and what a soap opera this is. The Browns... (laughs) The Browns sign Deshaun Watson to a huge contract, fully guaranteed money. Now he's suspended for the first 11 games for you-know-what. We're not even going to dive into the accusations. Everybody knows what's going on with Deshaun. And he is out for the first 11 games of the season, which means journeyman and starting quarterback Jacoby Brissett will lead a Browns team today who is going to lean heavily on their defense and their running game behind Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Um, they picked up Amari Cooper in the offseason, so he does have a weapon to throw to on the outside. They have David Njoku as well at tight end, and their defense is stopped. Carolina, how interesting is this, Boogie? <laughs> Baker Mayfield and the Browns, they gave up on Baker last year. They trade him to the Carolina Panthers. Baker Mayfield goes to Carolina, beats out Sam Darnold for the starting quarterback position, and look what the NFL does. And what do you know? They're playing the Panthers against the Browns. Now the Panthers host the Browns in week one, and it's funny because Cleveland is actually paying a portion of Baker Mayfield's contract. Yes. So he is playing against a team who is currently paying him. Panthers and the Browns in the soap opera game of the morning. 
and I know that we're not going to agree on it. Go ahead with your analysis. It's the revenge factor, my friend. Baker Mayfield was looking at this, and he is absolutely all ready to go. Carolina will take care of business today at home. Give me the Panthers. They're a uh, minus one currently. I will take them on the money line. Minus 120. Minus 120 to be able to take care of business. Baker Mayfield is going to have his way with that Cleveland Browns team. Well, I'm going the opposite way here, Boogie. And Shocker. I, 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 I'm sorry. I just, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying this whole revenge thing. I mean, Quarterbacks make games. I mean, it's not like, I mean, okay, you think about this. Carolina didn't have a better team than Cleveland last year. So you're saying that because they got Baker Mayfield that now they're going to beat Cleveland? Cleveland's better in every other facet of the game. They missed out on a lot of guys. They They are not playing well. And this team is – look, we've seen it before. We've seen it before. We have seen it before. Revenge from a, a guy at basketball. Look at the basketball, what happens. Happens basketball. all the time. You're all right. the time. Yep. Baseball. These guys are playing out there. They yep. hit home runs against their former pitchers. Yes, they do. Look what happened to Corey Kluber. He got his ass kicked yesterday yes, against the did. Yankees. Yes, he gave up seven in the first. Yes. So, my friend, we are looking at a Carolina team all right. that will be able to take care of business with Baker Mayfield. It looks to me like we're going to be putting together small little parlays today because out of 15 games, we'll see what we got in the afternoon. I don't want to jump ship yet. We have one more 10 o'clock game. Boogie on the Baker Mayfield revenge train. I'm going to take Cleveland to take care of business against them, plus a point. Colts and Texans, 10 a.m. We're at 45 minutes, so uh, we've got 15 more minutes to go here, Boogs. The Texans are hosting the Colts. Uh, AFC South rivalry game. Matt Ryan era begins in Indy with Jonathan Taylor in the backfield for him. The Texans are looking to be a little bit improved, though, with Davis Mills into year two. Uh, they got Pierce in the backfield and Brandon Cooks out outside. We'll see if the Colts can cook up a good defensive scheme against this Texans team. No Shaquille Leonard, the star uh, linebacker, is out today for the Colts. Colts are a seven-point road favorite. I mean... Do we know where Boogie's going here? I don't know. I, Matt, Matt Ryan being the new quarterback, the Colts took care of business, killed Houston last year uh, both times. Houston was just a mess. Houston with Davis Mills, I mean, you don't have Deshaun Watson over there anymore, so yeah. maybe they get a little bit better mentally and uh, spiritually. Yes. But I think the Colts just have a better team. So I'm going to go with the better team, and uh-huh. I'm going to take the Colts laying the seven points to be able to take care of business against the Houston Texans. Another road favorite. Yes. But I like them too. I'm finally with you. We're back on the agreement train. Indianapolis minus seven will blow out the Texans today. That's our morning slate boogie. we got five drink bets and four games we agree on. The four games we agree on are the Niners, Steelers, Ravens, and Indianapolis Colts. I smell of 10 a.m. Boogie and the Baron four-teamer. We move on to the afternoon games now. 125 on Fox. Giants and the Tennessee Titans. Ryan Tannehill back at the helm. Derrick Henry's healthy again. They acquired Robert Woods from the Rams. Saquon Barkley is back healthy now. So two running backs that were injured last year coming back strong. Uh, Daniel Jones, starting quarterback for the Giants. Ryan Dable, or whatever the hell his name is, is starting his uh, long-awaited coaching debut for the Giants. Titans right now, I believe, are a a five-and-a-half-point home favorite. Hey, Dable helped uh, uh, 
quarterbacks uh, over in Buffalo. So, I mean, yep. that offense got going with Buffalo. Maybe he does something uh, with Daniel Jones. Who knows? But what I like today is I like the under in this game. Hey, and I wanted to shout out Boogie. Boogie is a savage, and he is a sharp under better. He went 2-0 and in his unders yesterday. Everybody listen. When Boogie gives out a Yankees over, bet it. When Boogie gives out an under, bet it. Go ahead. Sorry to interrupt, but That's Boogie okay. is an under savage. I right love now. it right now, man. I'm, I'm keen on these games right now. Both teams struggle, especially the Giants, in scoring. Give me the under. It's going to be under 44 points. Under 44 points for Boogie's pick. I'm taking the Tennessee Titans minus five at home. I think they can win this game by a touchdown. I got Tennessee by my uh, analytics is about a 10 to an 11 point winner. So look for maybe like a 24-13 type of victory. Tennessee covers the five points at home. What a great NFC North rivalry between the Packers and the Vikings we have here today, Boogie. Sharp money has came on the Vikings, surprisingly. They're all the way up to a two-point favorite now, um, which is crazy to me. I capped the Packers last night, and they look like a money line winner here. This could be good value on the dog. Aaron Rodgers, everyone's kind of counting him out. He's got some new receivers and stuff, but he's a bad man, <laughs> and everyone always counts him out. We'll see what he does today against the Vikings, who are going to have a good year as well. Vikings got a great offense, uh, getting Kirk Cousins, actually, uh, with Dalvin Cook and a bunch of their wide receivers with Jefferson on the outside. Obviously, no Devontae Adams anymore for my bad man and Aaron Rodgers. The Packers on the road. I think this can get interesting. The Vikings always give the Packers some uh, some tough times. I'm gonna lean here with the Vikings at home. I think what? the yes, I think the Vikings what? are the stone. You flopped. I flopped. You are such I a flopped. wow! Unbelievable. Yeah, I flopped Unbelievable. Here. Wow. I like I like the Vikings. I think that the Vikings are the better offensive team. Aaron Rodgers' drama starts in game one here. And I'll watch the media tomorrow talk about Aaron Rodgers missing Devontae Adams. And it's going to be all over. Cool. We'll do. I'll take a shot here on this drink bet. Straight money line pick here, Boogie. You go Vikings minus 130. I'm taking Green Bay on the money line plus 110. Okay. I believe in Aaron Rodgers. Let's go. You have Green Bay circled on your freaking paper. <laughs> I, I, I cheated. And you flunked on <laughs> I cheated it. I could, I could change it until kickoff time. I could do whatever I want. Chiefs and the Cardinals now down in Arizona, CBS, 125 p.m. We have Patrick Mahomes going on the road, laying quite a bit of wood here, a six-and-a-half-point favorite on the road for KC. Mahomes adjusting to life without Tyreek Hill. They did pick up Juju Smith-Schuster. They drafted Sky Moore. They still have Travis Kelsey. Frank Clark will play. Uh, no injuries for the Chiefs in today's game. The Cardinals will be without Zach Ertz, I believe, and uh, J.J. Watt's also questionable. Nonetheless, though, Kyler Murray, kind of an embarrassing contract stipulation with him being required to watch four hours of film each week. That was a big fiasco. I think he's coming into this season with a chip on his shoulder. He's been a winner his whole life, and he's got a pretty good team down there in Arizona with James Conner. He got some weapons at receiver. They picked up Hollywood Brown from the Ravens. So we'll see how everything shakes out today. Are you ready to lay points with Kansas City on the road in this game? Hell no, I ain't ready. Let's go! Give me the Arizona Cardinals plus the six and a half. I, I had to. We don't talk about it too much today. But if I had to buy it up to seven, let's do it. Go ahead and buy them up to seven. Yep. Arizona Cardinals got a strong offense. Woo! Kyler Murray is going to have some really good weapons this year, and his legs will be able to take care of it. Arizona 
Give me Arizona over the Kansas City Chiefs plus the points. That's my official play as well. I tagged Arizona plus seven last night, so make sure you guys get that plus seven in your pocket. A finally, an agreement from Boogie and the Baron, Arizona Cardinals plus the seven. Our last 125 game pits an amazing AFC West rival. The gauntlet starts today. This game, this was the last game of the season last year with the Raiders winning an amazing, maybe game of the year candidate to get in the playoffs and knock out the Chargers. The Chargers have been <laughs> waiting. Tie. Yeah, the Chargers have been waiting years and years and years for this, it seems like. Could have won on a tie. Yeah. They didn't. Yep. The Chargers money line today looking sexual, and I think I think Herbert can tote this thing. The Raiders will have a good season, but so far, Chargers at home. I think Herbert has a big day. I don't think the Raiders' defense can find an answer for Herbert today. I'm not going to lay the points, though. I'm going to take Chargers' money line. I got them minus $1.80. It's my biggest money line bet, but I will lay the $1.80 on the Chargers to win the game. Yeah, first off, props to the Raiders for extending the contract for one of the top tight ends in the game. Darren Waller finally gets paid three-year $51 million extension, but... Carter Devontae Adams is what everyone wants to see today. I think the Chargers defense, though, will be all over that. And I look for Justin Herbert to exploit that Raiders secondary and show they were worthy of a playoff spot last year. You can't. You can't teach stupid, right? Yeah, exactly. So, obviously, the head coach was a little dumb last year, uh, not taking the tie and not calling um, the way it should have been. So, give me the Chargers today. I think that... uh, I think it's going to be a good game. I know. I would, I'll go with you on the money line as well. Let's go, baby. Boogie LA at a minus $1.80. He's learning, folks. Let's He's go. learning. Chargers minus $1.80. Don't lay those points. Just bet them to win. They will take care of business. Beat the Raiders. Sunday night football pits an amazing end to today's action with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. Tom Brady coming back for another year. Year 23. He's 45 years old. His team's loaded. Dallas's team's loaded, too, with Dak Prescott coming back. An amazing matchup on NBC. Mike Tirico and Chris Collinsworth will be on the call for this one. Tampa Bay is minus 2.5. And, And Boogie, I'm sorry to do this to your Cowboys, but I got the Buccaneers money line tonight at minus $1.40. That's where I'm going for Sunday Night Football. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers go on the road into Jerry World and beat the Cowboys tonight. And Tom Brady starts year 23, 1-0. I'm a big TB12 fan, my friend, uh, and obviously I got Dallas Cowboys uh, uh, gear all over the place. Yes, you do. I even got my Cowboys cup right here. I'm looking right at yes, it. Yes, sir. However, uh, you know what? Who's on that call today? Oh, it's Mike Tirico and uh, Chris Collinsworth. Okay, here's you know a guy. who's not going to be in the call. Who's that? It's going to be Giselle Bunchin. Oh yeah, she yeah she's not she's not attending the game. Boogie made that notably as if that's a part of our capping. Anyways, uh, Giselle not going to be there. Tom Brady has some issues. I did like the way he did uh, shout out his offensive line though to get uh, his guys who are now going to be a couple of them are retired. A couple of them, Ryan Jensen's going to be out for the year most likely. His starting center. Uh, however. I'm leaning under here, my friends. Okay. Give me the under 50 and a half. It has been bet down, so if you can get it a little bit higher than 50 and a half, go ahead and take it. I still like it under 50 and a half points. A couple of receivers are out for the Cowboys. Buccaneers, not sure what's going to happen with the offensive line. Watch out for that Cowboys defense to take yep. care of business. Obviously, the Bucks defense is going to be good. Give me the under 50 and a half points. Under 50 and a half in Sunday night football 
Five minutes to go here. We end with Monday Night Football, and what a way the NFL did this schedule. It all culminates with Russell Wilson's return to Seattle. I'm going to keep this short and sweet. Unless you flipped, it's looking like we're going to end on a drink bet because I think Russell Wilson and this Denver team is going to come out for blood and go on the road. Russell Wilson has a huge game against his old team. You talk about the revenge factor. This is even a bigger revenge factor than the Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield left on bad terms. Russell left on good terms with the Super Bowl. That's but, exactly but he goes to a better team, though. I think Denver is a great team, and now they have a star quarterback. Denver goes on the road. A Seattle team that starting Geno Smith, my boy from West Virginia. He's no match for Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson minus seven. Denver lay the seven points on Monday Night Football tomorrow. You know what? Uh, I, I had to flip on this one uh, earlier in the week because I was leaning Denver. Um, we just don't know how it's going to be, but I do know that that Seattle team, they did let... They did let Russ Heat go on good terms because they're in a rebuild right now. Yeah. Uh, but you got that 12th man. You got that 12th man. 12th man. Geno Who's going to be cheering for Russell Wilson? Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I just think on prime time, I think that Seattle does not uh, take it too far with, with Denver. And I think that Denver will go ahead and play a competitive game oh. with Seattle. I don't see it being a blowout. We shall see, because if they do get blown out on Monday night, Boogie will be all over ATS against Seattle for the rest of the year. Yep. Give me the Seattle Seahawks plus the points against Denver on Monday night. For another drink bet. That is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven drink bets, Boogie. But you know what it is, it? What? It's not a it's not a road favorite that Boogie took. It's not. I took the road favorite this yes. time. Wow, we have seven drink bets. We have eight eight well, not eight games we agree on. We have six games we agree on. <gasps> I smell a six point teaser. Oh yeah. Boogie's, I already got my six point teaser out. Boogie's quintessential six point teaser. Now Episode 178 is done. We are wrapping up here. It's 8.52 a.m. Our pod. You guys can listen in and go get these games in. Boogie, long list of games here for this week. Week one of the NFL, Boogs. Give me Boogie's blockbuster best bet. Boogie's blockbuster best bet is going to be those San Francisco 49ers to take care of business over those lowly Chicago Bears. 49ers in a route over the Bears. Trey Lance era begins. Give me the 49ers. San Francisco 49ers is Boogie's blockbuster best bet. I got to go, man, to the Tennessee Titans today, man. I'm not a big fan of laying points, but Tennessee minus five looks so good to me. Should be a double-digit win for the Titans at home to start the season 1-0 behind a powerful running game of Derrick Henry and a Tannehill manages the game. Tennessee minus five is my best bet. Tennessee minus five, San Francisco minus six, a laundry list of games. Good luck to everybody today in the betting world, in the fantasy market, in the prop market, everything that you're doing. Have a Sunday fun day. Be safe and enjoy Sunday football. We have an hour and 20 minutes until kickoff. Let's go. Have fun. Episode 178 is out. We will talk to you guys for 179 later in the week. Baron out. Boogie out.